Welcome to Plaid Skirts and Basic Black, the Black Catholic podcast where we talk about pop culture, Catholic culture, and Black culture with a lot of shenanigans. And we are here with a bonus episode for you. Woo! <laughs> Marcia, and I am joined by co host Shannon. <laughs> Feel like I needed a title in there. Comma. Oh, right now I got you. So, so co-host Shannon, <laughs> how is the weather in your neck of the woods? It's like the little bit of cool, but warming up after a storm. You know what I'm talking about? Where like the, the pressure is really oh, yeah. cool and it's kind of cold, but it's warming up. And so that's where I'm at. Cause I've had like a heck of a week and, uh, you know, as you all know, we're writing a book and that manuscript is due quite soon, quite soon. So, um, <laughs> right. like, I called Marcia maybe two days ago and I was like, I'm completely overwhelmed and I can't do anything about it, but I needed you to know. (laughs) But now all of the things that are really overwhelming me are kind of put beside me. Um, Like I had two days where I just kind of rested and did not do work or side hustles or anything. And now I'm like, okay, it's still cool. Like I've still got that stress kind of bubbling, but it's, but it's warming up. It's warming up. Yeah. All the warming up. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, um, uh, I'm about the same because when Shannon called with that, I'm overwhelmed and I was like, girl, same. Also let's keep hearing your stuff. <laughs> but also same because we have a lot of the same stuff going on. Um, so my weather it's, it's crazy. It's like, I feel like it's scattered showers. Um, there are a few good moments in there and then there's like all the rain, all the rain, all the time. And it just kind of, that's just kind of how it's been for the last, you know, 10 days, (laughs) but I did, there's a little bit of sunshine now. I did do, we're doing, Chan and I are both doing the mile a day May challenge with the living person. Mm -hmm. And today I did my fastest walking mile. Like I sped walked that mile and I took two minutes off my time from when I started at the, the beginning of the month. So Scattered showers or not, I'm feeling pretty dang good. (laughs) You're like killing it. I swear. I'm like, I'll get mine in at work, which I do, but it's it's just not like that intentional. I feel like I'm going to be a mall walker in 20 years. So (laughs) I love mall walking. I did it when I had babies because it was like, well, I can't do anything and I'm home. So let's go take my baby and walk around the mall. And sometimes if it was open, you know, maybe I'd go at like 11. So the stores would be open and I'd do a little shopping too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Shannon, tell us about our episode today. I am so excited because we have an interview for you guys with Alisa Molina, who is the founder of From Here Media, which is a not-for-profit that uh, is working to talk about issues in the church and have conversations in the church kind of from where people are and to address some of those things that we as a church aren't scared of, but haven't been willing to always engage with and just have conversations from exactly where we are. And she's going to talk a little bit about the inspiration behind starting what was first from here sessions and turned into this not-for-profit. And then also about her newest project that Marcia, you and I were both involved in, which is Common Horizon Magazine, which is so exciting. It is out. You can get it both in a physical copy. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Elisa and we'll be back for the offertory in just a little bit. See you soon. 
Welcome, Alisa. I'm so excited you're here with us today. I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait to get into our chat. Uh, but first and foremost, we have to ask the three most important questions for every guest. First of all, are you black? I am not black. No. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Standard answer. Yes, I, I, can, <laughs> I can still hang though, right? Yeah, you can definitely come to the cookout. Okay. Uh, awesome. <laughs> And, uh, uh, and then second, are you Catholic? I am so Catholic. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yes, See, so Catholic. One for two. That's awesome. <laughs> and then also, you know, we pride ourselves on being really basic around here. What is the most basic thing about you? <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, what, like, what direction do I go in with this? But like, I think like if I boil down to like the very most basic thing about me is like passion. Like I am ridiculously passionate mm -hmm. about all the things, all the things, yeah, all the things <laughs> that, that tracks from what I <laughs> <see you. laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the same. We just did at work like this inventory about how we handle conflict and like what triggers us in conflict <laughs> and like mine were the exact opposite of what you want to like de-escalate Let's go. Why are we <laughs> and they were like, it just means that you're really passionate. I was like, we'll go with that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. That's the word that I've landed on. There have been other words. Yeah. We're going yeah. with passionate. Yes. I love yeah. it. We're, we accept that and celebrate that on this podcast. That being said, we did a little introduction of you before this interview jumped on, but I wanted you to be able to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them who you are, because I know that we have some probably cross-pollination in our listeners. Yeah. Too. yeah so I'm Elisa. I, I live right outside of Austin, Texas with my husband. Uh, we've been married about almost 18 years. We have five kids that range from uh, our youngest is seven all the way to our oldest who's 16. I went, got my degree in education and I did that. I worked in a, an underserved community for about five years, started staying home once I had kids and did that for a good long while. Uh, my husband is also an educator. So to kind of make yeah. the ends meet, Yep. I was doing some part-time work at my parish. So I worked in youth ministry for 12 years, which taught me so much. Like I did so much more learning than I did teaching, I think in those years. And those teenagers taught me everything from like, what kind of parent of a teenager I wanted to be to just like how to meet people where they are because teenagers are like notorious for smelling out hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so they show up as they are and they want you to tell them the truth. And so I think a lot of the way that I expect the church to be comes from the teenagers that I served and who were so gracious with me. And then I uh, started having teenagers. And so I was like, Oh, I need to step Like I need to step away from this work because this work is in the evening. And now I have to be instead of present during the day, I want to be present in the evening. Mm -hmm. I'm like the Uber driver of the house. So mm -hmm. it, it just, it <laughs> lent itself to stepping away from that. So, so that's, yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Wonderful. Thank you. And can you tell us a little bit about this wonderful project you have called From Here Media? I have just like 
been like fangirling on the side for all that you guys do. Um, just tell us a little bit about this brand new media initiative. What's sort of the origin story of From Here Media and why do you think it's important to our church? I can actually just dovetail off of like me stepping away. So my plan was to step away from church parish work and begin to get back into teaching. Mm -hmm. Substitute teaching is very like good for somebody like me who can be like, no, not today, but yes, today. But then the virus struck and that I had to kind of pivot. And I was doing just a lot of, just like a lot of prayer, a lot of discernment. And during the virus, when we were all stuck, I wanted to kind of step into a space that I had seen in the church while I was working for the church. And that was just kind of a place of honesty and realness when it comes to kind of the messy gray parts of life. And I also wanted to step into this idea that our church is universal and that the gift of that universality is like the vast diversity that is for members, right? And so not just culturally, but certainly culturally, but just the way that people express their faith, interpret Mm -hmm. their faith, live out their faith, all of this, because I worked for the church for so long, it felt like very one size fits all to what was made available. And, And my students at the parish that I was at is in the middle of the city, so diverse. And so the things that I was able to offer them were not, it it was not so much so that I had to supplement a lot of things. And so during that time, when we were locked down, I was just like, I love my faith. I love walking with people. I love the posture of, I don't have this figured out. Like I, I don't have this figured out and I would like to walk alongside people and figure it out together and fall and rise together versus a lot of the stuff that I was presented with was like, this is the pinnacle and I'm going to tell you how to get here. And I was like, but that's not what I need. I, I want to be in the mess with folks. And so I just started just offering these Zoom sessions and I named it from here because I love from here as a community, as a person, as a family, when we start from here, it doesn't mean that we don't honor what we've been through. A lot of times that really molds us like traumas or uh, histories or our childhood or the good things that all serves us in where we're headed. And so I named it from here and we would get together and I would do like theology of the body for teenagers, but with parents in the zoom, Mm -hmm. like I can't just talk to the parents Mm -hmm. and I don't want to just talk to the kids because Mm -hmm. a lot is lost in translation there. So like, Mm -hmm. let's have this conversation together or like, you know, encouragement for parents of teenagers, not this is the five steps to making sure your kid stays Catholic, but the honesty of your kids may not stay Catholic. Um, Even if they go to Catholic school, Mm-hmm. In some places, it's like, especially if they go to Catholic school, like, <laughs> you know, because I, I've worked with lots of kids. I have a, I have a sample size size of thousands of kids. So I just needed to be honest. And then it kind of just progressed. And I started taking on more projects, you know, a podcast. And then I reached out to you and several writers that I just really admire and said, listen, the world is a cluster right now. Mm-hmm. And it has been, I'm, I'm sure, since Adam and Eve. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, Sin, <laughs> Sin kind of has a way of doing that. And 
but I don't understand why the church has this, you know, this treasure of Catholic social teaching, right? And it's like the bridge. So here's the church and all her theology, all her beauty, all her just thousands of years of wisdom. And here's the world. And why are we turning so inward? And at the same time, I was reading the gospel. I was getting to where I was reading daily, reading daily scripture every day. And I was like, but Jesus, like he was out there. Right. And so like, what does it look like to invite people to use Catholic social teaching, not to walk outside of what the church teaches, because I think that Catholic social teaching has this really bad vibe of like, it's liberal. I I don't even know. It it gets labeled as this like fringe thing that those justice people do. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. This is a roadmap for how we are to be in the world. So I was like, what would it look like to just explore these seven themes over and over and over and invite more and more people into out there as an expression of their faith? So then I was like, okay, but like, what is all this that I'm doing? Like, what is that called? And I literally Googled like, what is online and print? And it's like media. And I was like, yeah, but I don't, I don't do media. Like I don't have a background. Media mogul. Yeah. No, that's TV. That's movies. I, that's not what, and then it was like a list of everything that's media. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do that. And that, and that. And so then from here, media was born. And that's where I am now learning how to create a nonprofit because I don't want to create a business. I want to create something that gives back to this idea that we have to be honest about the mess. We've created a situation where we shame and we cancel and we get outraged if people don't fit this model and nobody fits that model, Jesus Christ, (laughs) Jesus Christ. I was talking about this with a friend yesterday. We were just talking about, you know, how as someone who feels just sort of like a normal person trying to live out their faith. And like, I realized that you and I, like we've been in ministry, we know a lot like that, but like, but also like, I'm not out here trying to be like, oh, my life is perfect. And I like, look at me. I'm, I know everything and I know exactly what you should do to live this life. But I think so, so much of our church, at least in America right now is like, here is this ideal. And I'm trying to be the perfect Catholic. And in trying to be the perfect Catholic, we lose sight of the point that the faith, like calling ourselves big C Catholic just means that we are in relationship with Jesus Christ in the midst of his church. And we lose sight of the fact that first and foremost, our stance is to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that I've seen kind of in what you've been doing is, is to say, like, we need to get back to Jesus Mm -hmm. We need to look at what the church teaches from, you know, beginning to end and to bring that, like all of the popes in the past, like a hundred years have told us, bring that into the reality of the modern world. Even Pope Leo, like like the 13th is like with Ram Navarum, he's like, all right, how do we bring the gospel? And he's got his own like world. And he was very scared of like modernism, but like, he was still like unions, let's go. Like we need to bring the gospel to these social movements. And, and I think that's just some of the beauty, I think of what you're doing is that it's just trying to bring that all out there. Like you said, right from here out there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Right. 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 So that being said, you have just launched a very particular important project 
in a brand new initiative that both Marcia and I worked with you on, this new magazine called Common Horizon. Can you tell us a little bit more about the magazine? I know you're, you talked about exploring those seven themes, but tell us a little bit more about the magazine in and of itself, and also maybe some of the writers that you're excited about involved in this project. Yeah. So uh, I really went into it, not really thinking it was going to actually happen because again, I don't have background in journalism or magazine, like layouts, Mm -hmm. like I don't know any of that, but I was just like, these writers are so extraordinary and they're such a gift. Like, how do I get them all in one place? So I just reached out and, and a bunch of writers were like, yes, like not even, it didn't even take like a second, like, well, you know, and they were like, yeah, let's, yeah, I'm in. And so Common Horizon, what I did was I read Fratelli Tutti and that's where that name came from because the Pope referenced. And I thought, what a glorious, beautiful image of everyone walking towards this common light, right? Whether or not you're Catholic or not, right? Because Mm -hmm. evangelization, if I'm not mistaken, means like, we got to like go out, you know, like Mm -hmm. to make a Catholic Catholic, you know, it just, I just was like, it, it just sounds so beautiful to me that, that we would be encouraging people to walk with brothers and sisters of, you know, different faith traditions or, or whatever, right. And with our strong sense of Catholicism at its root. And so, yeah, this first one launched, um, it went on sale uh, a week ago and it has, it just has some amazing writers with some amazing topics. Heather Schneider did the, did the cover art. Um, (laughs) It's gorgeous. Um, And uh, you wrote, Marcia wrote Cameron on there, Cameron Cameron Bellum, Laura Finucci. Like, it's just, my brain is like, they're all spilling out because they're just so amazing. And their pieces are so amazing. Patty is on there. Like, and the the beauty of it is that there's so many different types of women with so many different gifts that the topics are very different, right? So we talk about everything from racism to the dignity of the dying. Natalie Frazier wrote this just mind-blowing piece. Every single uh, issue that we have, we want to have calls to action, but Mm -hmm. we want to start with the right posture because a lot of times charity Mm -hmm. becomes, little c charity becomes about us. And Mm -hmm. like our own Pat and like, good job, me. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't center the people that we're actually called to serve. And so she has a background in restorative justice. And so her piece is just phenomenal in that it, it sets the stage for how we will go about calls for action. Not that we will necessarily, but how Mm -hmm. we will. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's, there's poetry and there's, and there are prayers. And so I wanted this to be something that every person could find one thing to pull out and to be either encouraged or a little bit jostled, like a little bit like, Mm -hmm. oh, that makes me feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um, because I think it's the discomfort that speaks to us, right? the two pieces on racism are going to make us feel uncomfortable because it, it talks to us as a church, Mm -hmm. what we're doing and about what we're not doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one is written by a white woman and one is written by a Latina. Right. And so these are people bringing their perspectives, both totally faithful Catholics. And that was one of the things like, well, that when I emailed you guys, like, yo, the requirement is going to be that whatever you submit, 
it is in line with church teaching because it's important to me that we're taken seriously. Ain't nobody going to take us seriously. If I'm running my mouth in there, you know, as a cafeteria Catholic, I'm going to choose this. And I like this. And I, there's a lot about the church that is really hard to live Mm -hmm. spoken from a woman who has lived out some of the hardest teachings. I understand intimately in my own life, how hard this stuff is. So I didn't want to make this be something that people could discount because it wasn't in line. Yep. So people can expect to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and also encouraged and also loved well. And mm-hmm. I think we can do all of that. That's why the gray is so important because it allows for us to maneuver through what is a, the human experience, mm-hmm. which is not just I'm going to follow Christ and make all the right choices all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't that's know. Anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not realistic right. at all. And I think that's really beautiful because for those of us who are trying to do this work, like to trying to follow Christ, not that we have to feel like we're blown off our tether, but we should be willing to sit in the in-between, you know, to be uncomfortable with the fact that we as a church are human and we cannot live up to the perfection of Christ, even though the church itself is holy, even though it is guided by the Holy Spirit, right? We're always going to be striving and struggling alongside the Holy Spirit to make the church more holy. And also that we're gonna grapple with and live out the church's teaching in trust and hope and like, and honesty. And like, you know, I think about just like our natural family planning journey. <laughs> like I'm like, Oh, it is like miserable some days. It Thank you. Miserable. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning a whole entire session and a mm-hmm. from here session mm-hmm. on that because yeah. people need to be so much more honest than they are. And part. like, and it like, you know, there have been moments where, you know, even just like, the Sunday obligation with my children feels like the last thing in the world I want to do. And it's not, I love mass. I love the Eucharist. I'm like, I'm like a liturgy nerd. So I'm like all in, but man, if I could just leave my kids at home, I would be the happiest person, but that's not what I committed to. when Right. 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 Marriage. Like I committed to raising them in the church. Right. And whatever they're, they end up being is what they end up being. But like, I, you know, I made a covenant that's right and with God and like read the covenants. <laughs> and that's, and that's what, what I used to tell right. them. <laughs> and that's what I used to tell my confirmation kids. I'm like, how many of you want to be here? And they would, nobody would raise their hand. How many of you are here because your parents are making you, everybody would raise their hand. And I was like, good, because you know what? They promised God and a promise to God. Sorry. It supersedes whether or not you're grumpy about this, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So just know that we're taking these seriously, but that's the thing is that this way of life is, is not easy for Mm -hmm. anyone. And Mm -hmm. to be honest about that and to be honest about the ways that we slip up and to not spend the entirety of our faith life invested in shaming others, that, that is really important to me that I recognize I had a stroke when I was 35 and nobody can explain why that happened. One of the things that did happen was that I really intimately understand how finite my time is here. And so I either get to spend it 
invested and involved in creating a life and a space and an environment where people know that I am faithfully Catholic, but that that means that I love well and Mm -hmm. that I'm merciful and that I'm true and good and all these virtues, you know, like Mm -hmm. all these virtues that we are called to expand in our hearts and in our lives, Mm -hmm. or I can be the Catholic police. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that gets me or anyone else to heaven. I haven't figured that out. And there are massive Catholic personalities, platforms, mm-hmm. energies that are spent on this very thing of shaming and policing. And I don't see how it's helpful. Yeah. And I think like for so many of us who were involved in that project, for all of us who are out here in kind of this like, side world of Catholic media, you know, like that, um, that is something that we're trying to do is to say, like, not that those people are evil, right? Like, we're not saying, right, no, but rather that, like, this is a church with broad arms. And like, we can all be welcoming without being unfaithful, (laughs) you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. It, the both, the both, it's a both and thing. I can we be welcoming. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And we can be welcoming and we don't have to, I don't have to leave my Catholicism at the door. And honestly, especially in the work with the teens that are now, most of them are adult, you know, they're, well, yeah. they're all, they're all, they all, a lot of them have families, they're married. What they welcomed in me was this idea that I was going to be honest with them about how, about how hard it is and that I was gonna, I was going to lead with love. And that didn't mean that, that I was going to say, you don't have to go to mass or that I wasn't going to hold say, hold them to this. Like, this is what God wants for you. He wants joy and peace and hope and all this. And the path to get there is really hard, but, but in my experience, it's, it's true. This is the way to get there. Mm-hmm. The hard way is the way to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the joy that comes out of that is lasting. It's not happiness that can leave us. Right. Right. Even if there's suffering and hardship and things that are not pretty, right. Just like anything else in life, <laughs> like the good right. things are the things that you have worked through and integrated. So um, we could talk about this for hours. I know, but we're not going to do that. Um, Now we're getting to our favorite part of the podcast. It's our favorite part. (laughs) Yes, I love it. um, So of course, you know, Lisa, that every time we have an episode, we always have something for our offertory, something we're bringing before you were laying at your feet to, to say, you should try this. So that being said, other than Common Horizon, which I'm going to offer for all of you, by the magazine. It's amazing. I wrote a fantastic piece. If I do oh, say she, it is so good. Oh, it is so <laughs> and, good. And I wrote to Elisa. I was like, I can't finish this. She's like, I'll just do it. Just no, I love it. it. <laughs> that, let me just say that Shannon's piece really brings home. It, I, I just feel like your gift into this by your piece was just balancing everything with hope. It was like the ultimate hope because it is a lot, you know, talking about the dignity of how the dignity of the human person has been, you know, maligned and destroyed Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. That's heavy. Just buy it and you'll see. 
you'll see right up yeah. um, <laughs> support from here media yeah. um, right. and um but that being said other than common horizon which i recommend to everyone is there anything that you'd like to offer for the offertory yes okay here here you guys go are you ready you must watch the chosen yes That is what I'm offering because, and this is coming from a person who really, like, I'm really finicky about like Christian music. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to a lot of it. I I actually hear the voice of God in a lot of my secular music, like Mm -hmm. just the themes of love, just anyway. Mm -hmm. So I don't like, and Christian movies, like I do not watch them because they're so cheesy to me, to me, this is to me. So when, when I took in the first one and the end has, um, my first favorite saint Magdalene. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I tell you it was like ugly, massive sobs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just progressively got more. It, it just showed me that the, the man, God, that we all are trying to be in friendship with Jesus. He like that person that you have in your brain, in your heart, that's this show helps to make that mm-hmm. like in your heart, like, yes, Yes, I'm not crazy. He is as amazing and wonderful and totally different than everything and everyone I could even imagine. Um, And this has been such a powerful experience. My husband and I were watching it that for the season of Easter, every Sunday we started it with watching it with our kids. Mm -hmm. And it has led to such great conversations. They are very faithful, obviously, to scripture. And so you start to have relationships. Like right now, where we are with our kids, like at this point, I have a very strong relationship to St. Matthew and to Nicodemus because Mm -hmm. of the way that these two men have been shown in this series. Yeah. That's my offering. Go do it. You will thank me for this. You will text me and be like, OMG, thank you. Awesome. I love it. That's it. That's the, that's the tweet. Um. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Watch the chosen. Awesome. And you will all catch Marcy and I's offertory right after this interview is over. Melissa, where can we follow you? How can we support what you're doing? Tell us what we can do to stay with you. Yes. Um, so it would be really awesome if anybody who listens to this could follow me at from underscore here underscore session. So I started this account long ago before I thought it was going to be anything like this. (laughs) And so, um, this is, like I said, going to be a nonprofit. So it's going to depend on donors. I have a rally going on right now. Um, I'm trying to raise $5,000 so that I can get all the paperwork, the board, the bank, everything set up so that this is legit and it can be sustaining, like a sustainable thing. And so um, I'm halfway to my goal. So anybody who like, let's say you don't want to buy Common Horizon, but you have $5. um, I literally have a man who every month gives $5 to that rally. And he, yesterday he was like, I'm sorry, I can't give more. And I was like, you don't understand the just encouragement Mm -hmm. seeing that five, like that routine, you Mm -hmm. know, like it's so yeah, yeah. yeah." He's like, I'm in the middle of a move. And I'm like, you have no idea how much it means to me that you put this money aside for me, that you don't do your Starbucks or whatever. And so every little bit will help keep this. Like if you're passionate about media, that kind of 
wades into the hard, that is what I'm committed to doing. Celebrating, celebrating the good, but also lovingly entering into those difficult conversations. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. I wish we could talk for like three hours because that's pretty much why we started this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> we can't because you have kids and work yes. and I have kids and work and we just need to go. <laughs> right. um, thank you again. And, you know, I know we'll be seeing each other soon and we'll be praying for the success of this ministry. And we just can't wait to see what you do. Great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Okay, wow. So I am really excited about everything that Melissa has coming up, going on. Mm-hmm. Want to be involved in more of her projects. Like, I'm like, I want to be in the business that she's in the business of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all those things. Well, thanks, Shannon, for sharing that interview. And thank you, Alyssa, for being on our show today. Let's talk about our offertory. Yeah. And um, Alyssa gave us a great recommendation. So that was wonderful. But as promised, we said that we would give ours. So here we are fulfilling our promises. <laughs> yes. That is super important. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll go first. And it's so funny. I think this might be a premature offertory, but maybe it's not. I don't know. So I've had Apple TV plus for like almost a year because I got, you know, Apple devices. And for a while last year, you got like free mm-hmm. Apple TV mm-hmm. for like a year. Mm-hmm. And so I finally activated it last July. And I was like this morning show thing, I'll watch it. And I didn't, well, I watched one episode. I was like, that's really good. I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> then I never watched it again. And everyone's <laughs> talking about Ted Lasso and all these other things. And now like the Prince Harry Oprah documentary is out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let me watch my Apple TV plus before I have to pay for it. <laughs> right. It's almost been a year. And I start watching the morning show again. I still have not watched Prince Harry and Oprah, but I think I feel like I need to be sitting down for that. But I've been watching the morning show and you guys, it is really good. It's Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and a bunch of other people, like a bunch of like, like the skeezy white men that you don't know. Like, you know, I'm talking about like the character of the skeezy (laughs) white man. (laughs) Then I'm like, they're all in the movies, out in the show. So it's really good. So the morning show on Apple TV. I am halfway through it. I think I'm like a little, maybe a little more than halfway through it. And I don't know how season one ends, but I know it's amazing. Uh, my next offertory, you can't get this anymore, but we got some. We had an organization come to our campus and do like a food truck and a whole event thing. And we got a huge case of candy. And in it were Reese's peanut butter eggs. And I missed out on like the full size ones this year because I just, you know, life and things happening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have been like having peanut butter. I need to leave my house though, guys. Like these peanut butter eggs, like we got like, mm-hmm. we have very many peanut butter eggs in our house right now and they are delicious. So if you can get your hands on peanut butter eggs. Yep. yep. We're just so, next Easter recommendation. Just for- wait, it's like, just use your hand to hold it, you know, file, file that away. <laughs> peanut Hold butter on. egg, but I'm not even kidding. It's like, oh, this is great. Like it's been a whole I haven't had them. I didn't have any full-size ones this year. And then, so a consumable that you can't actually get your hands on. LaCroix has this flavor, and I don't know if it's new, but I saw it in Target, and I got it. It's called Black Raspberry, but it's R-A-Z-Z, like Black Raspberry, mm-hmm. you know, LaCroix. Like um, it is delicious, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Super basic, um, and it is delicious. So think something about me. Like, I drink LaCroix at room temperature because I also drink water at room temperature because it's cool. It's not cold, but it's cool. Yeah. Like, I drink it's soap fun. at room temperature, yes. So I was on the phone with our friend Kirsten Salutations Little Sis on FaceTime this morning, and I, like, opened it, and she's like, 
are you about to drink that room temperature? Because <laughs> she, she saw me drink it out of the box. Mm. And she was like mortified. But you guys, <laughs> so good. So yes, black raspberry LaCroix, peanut butter eggs, and also the morning show on Apple TV, at least the first five episodes, because they're very good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what about you, Shannon? What are your, what's your repertory? So I also have three things. I lucked into after Easter, like a stash of Jolly Ranchers, the mini ones that now mm-hmm. are in my office, like in my little candy dish. Man, are they good? Like I haven't had more than like one Jolly Rancher in a long time, but they're great, especially the green apple. That is that's just mm-hmm. delicious. Mini Jolly Ranchers or the big ones, but I find the mini ones easier to eat. Then also, this is a total mom recommendation, but I have one of those like cooler bags, like that I ended up having oh, yeah. to get. Like I was stranded. Here's the story. <laughs> How I got bag. I was driving home and I saw flames shooting into the sky like a house was on fire right by my house. And like literally the fire department was whizzing past me. It was the like apartments across from our house. But at the time, I didn't know if it was my house. (laughs) (laughs) I remember this story now. I was like, do I need to be there? And like, you don't want to get in the way of the fire department. So I drove enough to realize what was on fire and then turned around because they were barricading up the street. But then like, I had just gone to the grocery store and I was on my way home to like, you know, Mm -hmm. groceries away. But of course I couldn't because the street was barricaded because like literal 20 foot flames are shooting into the whole apartment (laughs) complex is burning down. Okay. Terrible. Everyone was fine. Thank God. Anyway, so this is how I got the cooler bag because I had to go to a different grocery store, buy a cooler bag and stick all and and ice and (laughs) but now as mom, I love it. And I've now started because we were in the middle of soccer season, just throwing in all the water bottles, like, Mm -hmm. and then throwing in a cooler and it just sits in the back. And then like, at the end of the day, I take out those little, um, those little freezer packs and I just take them out and I put in new ones when we go and it's great. And it just sits there because it's cooler bag and we have cold water all year round. That was a really long story. I know, but I love it. I was like, I do remember that, but it wasn't your house. So I never knew about what happened yep, later. So, was yeah. But yeah, I did not get back in my house for about three hours, I think at least because wow. I mean, the whole building burned down, like, oh. you know, they had to like secure the gas lines and all that sort of stuff. So like, oh, that breaks my heart. Get, yeah. We couldn't get to our house for like three hours because it was literally like right in the like, so I would have had to like park at Target and walk, which Target is like five minutes from my house. And I think that's what Eric ended up doing. So anyway, everybody is fine. So that's great. Our house burned down. It did when I was little. I remember I was three years old the day before my fourth birthday. That's right. You told me that story. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh my God. There's trauma. I I seriously, just now, like it took me back. The day before my fourth birthday. That guy saved your sister and like yeah. you never saw him again. Is that crazy? That's the craziest yeah. thing ever. Okay, we need to tell that story, but y'all are not going to hear that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, you, now you got to listen to another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming back for more. And then the third thing I'm recommending, uh, which I kind of referred to earlier, is, is taking some Sabbath time. Um, like I said, this weekend, I had nothing on my calendar. We did have some soccer games. But, you know, I had my cooler bag, so I was good. 
<laughs> so you're set. <laughs> but I literally did nothing related to work, nothing related to side hustles. I even like splurged and bought dinner and like did paper plates, which like I usually if not for paper plates, but I was like, you know what? And I needed that so much. My body needed it. My mind mm-hmm. needed it. I was um, in our group chat, like, you guys, my body can't handle the fact that I'm not like, it took me a whole day yeah. to detox, um, literally to detox from the stress and from everything. Um, and none of it, like, it's not bad things. I was just kind of doing a lot of stuff. There's a reason that God commands us to keep the Sabbath and to rest. Mm-hmm. Like, so we should do it. You know, the Sabbath yeah. was not made for God. It was made for man. And we need to be okay with nothing. Yes. He needs nothing. And that is being productive. Like, that's what I always have to convince yes. myself of. Like, it is productive to rest because otherwise you won't be as productive as you can be without it. So Sabbath, take a Sabbath. Wow. Yeah. We had a lot of offertories. We did. We had some offertories. We had some Jolly Ranchers, cooler bags. Um, Sabbath. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Seriously, Shannon, when you said it was a whole apartment building, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. my apartment building burned down the day before my fourth birthday." <laughs> <laughs> Were you supposed to have a party and everything? Too? Supposed to have like all oh, the things. <laughs> I know that's so, and it's not funny. It's not funny, but it's like I seriously, when you said a whole apartment building, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> like, it really, I went to a place, y'all. I just, y'all know. I went to a place. We're fine though. Everything's We're fine. fine. Everybody is fine. Like everybody is fine. I just went to a place. It was me though. I was the hero. I woke everyone up. I woke my mom up. I don't know if you knew that I was super, I was a hero when I was three years and 364 days old. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing to me. (laughs) Okay. On that lovely note, (laughs) we want to say thank you so much for listening to our bonus episode. Thank you to Alyssa and for sharing her gift and her uh, media company with us. Thank you to print media because it is not dead. I love print. print is not dead. Believe me, Shannon and I buy enough books to let everyone know print is not dead. Isn't that right, Shannon? Oh, it's surely alive. <laughs> it's living on the inside, cover to cover, <laughs> roaring like a lion. <laughs> I want to thank God for our voices. We want to thank the Holy Spirit for our fire in those voices. I want to thank you, our listeners, for always being here and being excited about new episodes. I want to thank you, Shannon, for being a great co-host and interviewer. If you want to email us, you can email us at plaidskirts at basicblack at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at PSBB Podcast. Go to our website, www.psbbpodcast.com. Thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to become a Patreon supporter, join us at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can also we got shirts, y'all. Shirts, yeah, shirts, 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 shirts. Go to shop.spreadshirt.com/psbbpodcast for all of your merchandising needs. Merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> it's PSBB Podcast, the T-shirt. <laughs> Thanks again for being with us and all of our shenanigans. We look forward to joining you again when we start season seven of our, of our podcast. More details coming soon. 
Bye. Bye.